Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Another great episode of NXT like usual, so can't complain. Indeed, NXT back on the USA Network, and we are back here on a Tuesday night to talk all about it. Like we're every week, and uh, as we do, it is available on uh, all of our audio, audio platforms. So it's not called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, you know, last week we were kind of predicting that this show would be kind of a nice return to, you know, the, the USA Network for NXT. And, of course, like some of the other shows we've seen recently, kind of across the board for WWE, perhaps this one, you know, had some negative buzz surrounding it in terms of all of the changes NXT is reportedly going through in terms of the releases, in terms of uh, any number of things. And we, we can talk about that kind of stuff. But trying to enjoy the show itself here, uh, let's let's work backwards and start with the main event here. A bit of a crossover episode of sorts because we had we had Ilya Dragunov or Dragunov facing Pete Dunne to uh, one former NXT UK star, one current NXT UK star. Of course, we knew Dragunov would be would be appearing. He'll be facing NXT United Kingdom champion Walter at NXT Takeover Thirty Six, and that is uh, not this weekend, but the one after that. So next weekend will be the Go Home Show. Uh, but this was definitely. A fun, you know, like I said, kind of interpromotional match of sorts. Uh, you know, when they announced it, you, you kind of knew what you were in for, a nice physical match like that. So, you know, and and, and they, they built up nicely. Pete Dunne saying that in some ways, uh, Ilya Dragunov and, and maybe even NXT itself kind of owes its existence or, or success, at least, to, to his previous uh, prominence there as the NXT UK champion. And, of course, with Dragunov challenging the man that, uh, that Dunn has never defeated, Walter, definitely a match to kind of set itself up nicely. Uh, and of course, in the end, Pete Dunn defeated uh, Ilya Dragunov. A little, bit, a little surprising there. Where of course, you have Dragunov uh, about to challenge Walter. You know, traditional logic would tell you that, you know, the challenger would probably win that match. But, of course, Walter distracted Dragunov. So, you know, maybe that makes sense as well. John, what do you think about this kind of involvement with NXT UK? And I guess specifically this match with Dragunov and uh, Pete Dunne. Uh, I thought the way they did tonight, did it tonight was fine. Uh, I know people were kind of sour that he lost and Pete Dunne won. To me, that wasn't a big deal that Pete Dunne won. Then people were saying, well, are they going to add Pete Dunne into the match? Like, listen, we don't even know if Pete Dunne's going to be here still after next weekend. Like, we can, assu we can <laughs> assume right. we true. can assume we can assume since he's winning that he's, he's probably sticking around, but we don't know for sure. Uh, this is going to be a good match like usual. I'm glad that they're promoting it and giving it a lot of attention. Uh, this is what I think of when I think of like how the rumors were about they want to switch NXT up and make it all different. The kind of stuff we saw tonight is how I think they want to do it. Like they want to have these big, you know, hard hitting matches between. And I know when I say big men, he's not necessarily big, but they want these heavier powerful wrestlers and what we saw tonight is just that that's what i think of when i think of the future for nxt people just like to crap on it and say oh we're screwed nxt is going to be going away forever this is the last takeover like people are just so quick to overreact it's true john call, call a spade a spade it's going to be all about meaty men slapping meat that's what we got in the main event that's the Vince McMahon style that we've come to know and love. Uh, and, and if NXT's, at least in some ways, uh, as the reports are suggesting, you know, if they're kind of uh, gearing towards that, it wouldn't be unprecedented, of course, all throughout Finn Balor's title reign. I think that's definitely what we got used to. And even I think Kyle O'Reilly, a guy that kind of uh, 
encapsulates that as well. So I think it, it is very easy to overreact, but it just might be something as simple as maybe a, a, you know, a more emphasis on that kind of across the board on quote unquote big men, strong men, uh, maybe opposed to the traditional like, or what, what had become the traditional like, you know, let's say I don't know, Adam Coles and stuff. I mean, the, the overall here, it's definitely a time of of uncertainty, of you know, curiosity, speculation surrounding NXT, where it's going. Uh, so again, across the board here, but I thought this was a fun match for me. I I think I I can speak for potentially many people saying it. I don't watch NXT UK. I am a little familiar with Ilya Dragunov, um, even Pete Dunne for that matter. I've only known him from his run on the main roster or the main NXT roster. So this was a nice chance to kind of have that um, to, with the promo and with this match here to kind of uh, uh, to see uh, Dragunov and to see it then Walter at the end there. So. I like that. Michael Covington and others here saying that it would be cool if we did get that show with that match with Dunn, Walter, and Dragonov. I don't necessarily know if that's where they're going. Um, you know, this is this is something you see plenty of times where the you know the champion will distract his opponent and and they'll lose. That, but that doesn't mean the other guy will uh, enter the title match by any means. So uh, and maybe I should watch Thanks to UK. I've heard it's a great show. They've got a good roster. Walter's dominant. Jeremy hasn't asked me how long he's been the champion. I think think it's 800 days it's, yeah it is it's past 800 days now which is which is crazy you know very very dominant champion of course uh like other reigns we've had here in recent memory there there is an asterisk there due to the due to the pandemic he wasn't able to defend it for a while but ever since next uk has uh resumed let's say uh, he's definitely kind of you know hit the ground running yet again and continued to be pretty dominant there so stephen chambers saying walter and Ilya will be uh, a great match, but he thinks Walter will retain. He could, uh, yeah, yeah, he has a hundred pound weight advantage. So, um, I mean, I, at this point, heck, if he gets through Ilya Dragunov, I would probably say he'll he could very well hold the title at least through a thousand days if they want to get that milestone. I think that's not out of the question. Uh, and can, we've talked about uh, other dominant champions. Then it becomes the question of well, who in the world could could end this dominant? John, you and I were talking about this way back at uh, Takeover Stand Deliver, and we, I kind of thought for a minute. Maybe Tommaso Ciampa had a chance, and that was a very good match, maybe even a match of the year contender up at this point. Uh, of course, Walter got through that. Um, so the fact that we saw Leo dragging up tonight, you know, I think there's there's always a chance. And I, and I think it's good to him. it's good to expose him to an NXT crowd that might not watch NXT UK, like you said. Uh, and I think that was the perfect perfect way to do that is what they did tonight. Yeah, um, I think that's that's a great way to do it. Because when they announced when they announced to be on the show, my my gut reaction was like, I don't know who this guy is, and oh, I should say that that was kind of about my reaction for when they announced the title match too. I was like, I I, I don't watch NXT UK, but I'm sure it'll be a great match. But you know, I don't have that investment here. Uh, and we're talking about the the uncertainty surrounding NXT kind of across the board here. And one kind of line of thinking as Noel Orlando Ravone is wondering here. Uh, well, although NXT releases supposedly this, you know, kind of shifting of the philosophy, you know, is it too crazy to wonder, could we see some consolidation, you know, with NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, you know, a bunch of their performers got released last week. So we, there will be a show this week, but, you know, maybe in a more, you know, short term future, long term future. I think it's fair to wonder, uh, kind of similarly here, DJ Cassier wondering if seeing NXT UK on the show here tonight could lead to more uh, interactions or crossover in that sense in the future. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll phrase it as, which do you see as more likely, kind of that consolidation, uh, I, I hate to say cancellation of an NXT UK, or just more uh, crossover or um, cro crossover, I'll say crossover promotion. 
Uh, I think it's interesting with all the rumors. I mean, Triple H had envisions of NXT Australia, NXT India, NXT anywhere, really. And the fact that NXT UK, it was revealed. I don't, I don't want to say revealed, but it leaked, I guess, last week that they really only pay their superstars like $22,000 a year. It's not very much. The NXT UK guys are... They're not getting a lot. Uh, some of them are hoarding other jobs on top of this. Uh, it, it really is truly a training environment. Uh, but the UK fans are hardcore. It's stable. I mean, the big guys like Walter, obviously, they're, they're getting more. They're more exposure and stuff. But I, Walter has been adamant that he doesn't want to leave the UK. He doesn't want to live in the United States. It's not interesting to him. He's just not ready to do that. Of course, money does talk, so it could be an interesting concept. But, yeah, I, I don't think that we're going to see the end of NXT UK either. But, I mean, certainly, I don't think they're going to be expanding like they were originally going to, though. Yeah, I, I think that, that feels more likely at this point. Uh, to me, to cancel it would be kind of a, a step backwards, kind of a, a, an admittance of, if not failure, just kind of a, you know, I don't know, a, a failure to to realize that plan, to accomplish that plan for global expansion. So I, I, I think we might be more likely just for, you know, just what we've been seeing. You know, if Walter doesn't want to move to the United States full time, maybe every couple of months, something like this. I mean, I think his last uh, main, main, main brand uh, title offense was back against Ciampa at uh, Sand Deliver back in April. So, you know, maybe every... Like maybe one, once a quarter or so, uh, that feels kind of likely here. And in that case, you know, going off of the comments from Mike, uh, Michael Kent, uh, wondering about maybe a guy like Ridge Holland facing Walter. Maybe that could be the, the guy that's next in line for this kind of shot. Of course, Ridge Holland being featured recently. Uh, he's a guy that you could very easily slot in. In, in that type of uh, the, the storyline, you know, he, I think he is not quite sure where he's from, but I feel like he's some, somewhere in the United Kingdom. Um, so I, I could see that very much being a possibility. So um, yeah, I, I think this will be a good match. This was a good way to, uh, you know, to build up this match for NXT UK and kind of on the flip side, NXT doing itself a favor by introducing or uh, reminding the, it, its own fans about who Ilya Dragunov is and what he can do. So I liked it a lot. It was cool to have that in the main event. And on the flip side here, if you're going off the comments, Deej Cassie bringing up the fact that Dakota Kai replaced an injured or at least uh, not cleared to compete Ember Moon in a match against the undefeated Sarah tonight to go off the show. Great match, what he says, was a shocking outcome. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, Dakota won. She, and kind of like I was just saying about Dragunov and, and uh, Pete Dunne in the main event, this is what you would more expect to see. A challenger gets a good win here. This match got time. I think it was just probably about a tick under, like, I think 17 minutes or so. It got, it got some good time. So, you know, Saray definitely held her own with one of the very top uh, women's competitors on NXT. Uh, and, you know, that's not – there's no harm in losing to someone as talented as Dakota Kai that's been booked as strongly as Dakota Kai. So I thought that was a good showing for her. And, of course, we do know that Kai will be facing uh, Raquel Gonzalez at NXT TakeOver 36. So uh, as we've been saying in recent weeks, I think Kai stands – a better chance of anybody we've seen in recent memory uh, of of dethroning Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, not to say that it's likely, even I think it's it's more probable or more possible than, than we've seen recently. So good showing for Stray mm -hmm. What do you think about this match? And any any uh, additional thoughts on Kai versus Gonzalez? Because we got a brief appearance from her as well. Yeah, I like where we're going with this. Uh, I think that we're in store 
for Gonzalez to retain. I really do think she's going to retain, but uh, Dakota Kai, she's been losing dark matches on like before SmackDown and Raw, which is kind of weird to me. I mean, they just assume that that's like a separate thing, like that don't count or whatever. But uh, the fact that she is probably the most viable contender that we've seen in a while. Uh, and look, I really think if Ember Moon was in the cards tonight, uh, she would have lost. But yet, Dakota Kai has to win. So Saray is like, well, she would have won, but now she loses. So maybe that's bad luck for her. Um, you know, and, and like Luke says, if, if only Tegan was still on NXT, then I could really see an argument for Dakota winning and then, and then feuding with Tegan Knox. But I mean, who knows? Uh, but I do think that Raquel will probably win. Yeah, and to me, I mean, I guess that's a, it's more like maybe a value of winning versus screen time. You know, the kind of classic thinking of, you know, all, all screen time is good screen time. And she, I guess that she got this good lengthy match with Dakota Kai. I thought she looked good. Uh, she looked like she could kind of pull off the win there at any point. And you've got to lose at some point. Like, you're not going to go undefeated forever. So, you know, this, this was a pretty good way to do it. Especially, yeah, you know, maybe there was some... I could see the, the, the bad luck argument that she had been feeding, and this may not have been the plan. Uh, Ember Moon tweeted right, around, right after they announced that she would be unable to compete tonight. That she, this was uh, you know, kind of a roadblock, and, and that this month has been really rough for her. We're not here to really speculate on what that might mean. You know, any, when we get any more details on that, we'll of course uh, report it here at WrestleZone, but I'm not quite sure what she's uh, going through right now, but just the fact they said medically unable to compete tonight I'm not quite sure uh, how long she'll be out. Or, or she has a history of that stuff too. So it's true. So that's unfortunate. You know, she has been doing. Uh, you know, she's been you know having a good run here on NXT for a couple months now. She was the NXT One's Tag Team Champion. It's been good to have her back. So hopefully we'll get her back soon because uh, I think that the division can certainly use her. Uh, another thing we got to see tonight was a face-to-face -face Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Of course, this match def well, it was confirmed for TakeOver, the Undisputed Finale. Two, it was they didn't use the name as far as I can I can recall, but it's it's, it's a 3 stages of hell match. Yeah, they didn't, but that's what it is. You're right. Yeah, so, you know, fall, one fall, one competitor to choose a stipulation. Second fall, vice versa. Third fall, some other stipulation if necessary. So first fall will be a normal match, second fall street fight. And then William Regal decided for the third fall, it'll be a steel cage match. Now, of course, uh, this match, definitely one of the more uh, intriguing or buzzworthy matches on the TakeOver card because, you know, of course, the, the reports being that um, Cole's contract will, will expire, uh, or I should say it's set, currently set to expire as far as we know, some, uh, the SummerSlam weekend. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that would be next weekend. And so we don't know that there hasn't been any, any official um update on, on that on that situation so as far as we know that that that's still the case and so there's definitely at least a potential path forward that this could could be cole's final takeover it's fine heck is his final match on nxt don't say that man because i think it's probably true but it's so sad at the same time because uh, wwe needs a win like they've been losing so much like i've said Pete Dunn, Adam Cole are two opportunities for a win. They have to, they have to at least keep one of those two. Both yeah. would be ideal. And as much as people want to say, you know, he's leaving, he's leaving, he's leaving. I, this is like 50-50 right now. And in fact, some some of the insiders, you know, Sean Rossap, Andrew Zarian, people like that, have actually said it's like 60-40 that he's gonna stay. So people have been People are giving the benefit of the doubt that maybe he'll resign. 
the rumor was he was getting paid about a hundred thousand a year. Now he's getting offered like a million a year, and like m- money does talk, but his friends, his significant other, are in a different company. So I have to think that he's going to leave, and I think he's going to lose this match if he's leaving. Oh, so, uh, for sure, he's for not sure. winning if he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, uh, and but here's the thing: if just because he is going to stay. I still think he could lose, oh, even yeah. if he does resign. But look, I think Conor O'Reilly's going to win. Uh, I think he'll win the the straight one on one match. Adam Cole will win the straight fight, and then we'll go to a steel cage match where something will happen where O'Reilly will win and Adam Cole will get his send off, and I that might be it. I mean, that's just how it is. It feels possible, if not likely, and I'm very much in line with your line of thinking that it would be very disappointing if he left. Uh, I think he's been one of the one of the top stars in NXT, and we've been talking about it for for months now. That that, uh, if not longer, that uh, you know, it's been surprising that he hasn't gotten called to the main roster yet. Uh, If he does stay, I wonder if he would get called up. And at this point, you almost wonder where he'd be better off uh, if he does stay. If it'd be the NXT with main roster, given all the things we've been talking about uh, regarding NXT, you know, I it'd be definitely disappointing if he did leave. Uh, and I should, I did mention, need to mention, oh, yes, Pete Dunn will also supposedly be uh, his contract is coming up, coming up, I should say. We don't know what is this thing are going. Uh, Sam Chamber saying he hopes that both Cole and Dunn stay. Uh, and he's also saying that it could be a match with a contender, you know, whether Cole is leaving or going. He's saying he hopes Cole stays. And that's, I certainly hope so. And there's, as always, there's no way to know what anybody's thinking at any given point. You know, who knows what Adam Cole is thinking about the situation right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think WWE could throw money at him. But if, if he if he wants to be with his friends and, and Britt Baker, his girlfriend's over in AEW, makes a lot of sense in the world. So I just don't know. You know, I I, I think it would be pretty crushing as a fan. And and for, I hate to say it, to be too dramatic for NXT as a brand. I mean, that's one of their, their most recognizable stars potentially heading out the heading out the door. So, you know, that, that will definitely be disappointing with that, you know, and uh, I, I hope he stays and, and I, there, there's something to be said for, for that, you know, those reports by being 60, 40. And I, I hope there's, there's, there's truth to that. Um, but well, it's going to be very interesting. Let's say, Two weeks to say the least, because then by by two weeks from today we should in theory know whether he's going. I, to I think yeah. By the time SummerSlam weekend comes, I think we'll have a. At least if he's staying, we'll know by next weekend. Uh, if he hasn't re-signed, he's already said that he might take the weekend to reconsider things. But I think if he's going to stay, we'll know by next weekend. And otherwise, you need to start, you know, really thinking about the alternatives here because um, Vince had a meeting with them. It went well. And I think if they're going to get him to resign, it would be within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, I, I would think so, but the clock's ticking. We're coming down to slowly, but surely coming down to that, you know, that midnight hour of like, Oh, we got it. It's do or die time. You got to, you know, resign him, or as, as you said, John kind of plan for plan B and what, what that looks like. I like this comment from Nando asking, especially, uh, well, he's he's referencing the the, the supposed changes that are uh, in the works for NXT. But kind of if you combine combine that 
uh, with potentially Adam Cole leaving. He's saying, well, WWE making major upcoming changes to NXT. Do you think this will be a paradigm shift for the hardcore NXT fans? To be honest, I can see the 600,000 fans or so that tune in every week to NXT tune out. Like, so, you know, what, what does this really look like? And then, or what might this kind of mean? Uh, especially, again, especially if we're being um, you know, hypothetical here that, you know, if, if these changes are, are, uh, are, are a thing and if Adam Cole does leave, uh, what, what kind of impact could that have on the viewership? What do you, what do you think, John? Uh, I, well, first of all, for this week, I think they'll rebound up into probably the upper sixes to lower 700,000. They were actually trending number three on Twitter for a good portion of the night. Uh, if Cole leaves, it, it won't hurt them as much as you might think. And that's because AEW is on a different night of the week. So it's not like there's a direct competition. And of course, you're still going to have Samoa Joe as likely your champion at that point. Uh, but it's going to suck with, think of this. Cross on the main roster potentially being gone from NXT. Don being gone. Cole being gone. I mean, you still got Old Faithful and Gargano and, and Tommaso on there, but th this is truly what NXT is going to be about, which is building new talent. And look, this is what I get about all this. Like, The only part that I kind of agree with these old developmental changes is that NXT used to be seen as something where you actually wanted to, wanted to move to the main roster. And more and more in recent times, we've been seeing these people where like, oh, I want to stay in NXT. Like, I don't want to move up. Gargano, Tommaso. I mean, everybody's like, they just don't get called up anymore. And to me, that's when I thought, I didn't like that. I think that you should consider that you need to be moved up. Like, this isn't the main roster. You need to move up. This is like double A, triple A baseball. You're going to go to the big leagues. Exactly. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be, I'm content to stay here. And when it turned into that, that's when I started to agree with, okay, this needs to change. And so with all these people possibly either being released or contracts running out or whatever, it, it, to me, that's okay. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It, it could be a time of change for sure. Luke got to start saying, if he, uh, yes, I mean, hell, it's honestly hard to watch right now. Uh, in terms of star power, I think he's getting it. Because other, other than Adam Cole, Snow Joe, Eli Drake, LA Knight, and Trevor Lee, Cameron Grimes, you, I mean, they are maybe lacking some, you know, top-level um, star power like that. So, and then, again, especially if, if Adam Cole leaves, uh, if P, P. Dunn leaves, you know, the, you're, you're taking – you know, two to the biggest uh, names on on that kind of short list, and and then what? So I uh, I think that that there's definitely some cause for concern there, and I, I would definitely agree. I've always uh, liked the idea of NXT as a as that Triple A baseball level, and, and I ideally they, they there's a balance of of having it be a, a strong third brand and uh, and developmental at the same time, but that that, that is definitely a gray area for me. Uh, and or just a gray area in general. I think that, that that's something I actually has struggled with. Um, and, and kind of similarly here, if we're talking about these panel changes, uh, the the reports kind of suggesting in some ways that we might see more of a main roster spin or flavor for NXT. Again, we we're talking earlier about the, the the big men, strong men for for you know in general being preferred here. Nando saying it's gonna be hard for to personally enjoy NXT if if it becomes raw light. I mean, I've always liked NXT being the alternative within WWE and being different from what you see on Raw and SmackDown. So I would agree. I would be a little disappointed or even a lot disappointed if they, 
you know, again, maybe can I make it more similar that rather than different? So we can hope about that maybe these changes might not be as sweeping as some of these reports are suggesting. But just speaking of, you know, some stars here, star uh, star power and people that could really rise to the top of NXT, LA Knight uh, had, had a, a good night tonight, or uh, a noteworthy night at least. Uh, Jeremy Hansen saying he thinks LA Knight could be a big star for WWE. I would agree. I think he's really been knocking out the park in NXT. And as we've been predicting in recent weeks, you, you kind of had, had to figure we would be getting LA Knight, Cameron Grimes at least one more time for TakeOver. It's official with a very fun twist here. Now, of course, we know that Cameron Grimes has been uh, the butler for LA Knight. I think that's been um, surprisingly very enjoyable. I think Grimes has been really uh, making the most of it. And we had the fun twist of Teddy Biazzi coming out to the ring, hoping to make Grimes uh, you know, stand up for himself. And instead, he kind of got roped in here. So basically, we do know we are going to get LA Knight and Cameron Grimes with the stipulation that the million dollar title will be on the line. But if LA Knight wins, uh, Cameron Grimes is free, but Ted DiBiase will be the butler instead. I think there's something pretty darn cool about that. You know, for the guy that used to have Virgil by his side, there's some kind of, um, at least in a world where LA Knight wins, there's something kind of uh, poetic about that, right, John? Yeah, am I, am I the only one that kind of wants to see this happen just to see how it would be? Like, I feel like this stipulation means Grimes is a shoo-in to win, but yeah. I kind of want to see what would happen if LA Knight won and then Ted had to do this. There was something really interesting about that. I mean, I, I think that's that would be um, unconventional, of course. <laughs> like, you wouldn't expect to see that. You know, some of these these tropes you kind of fall into here with the booking. Like, you, as you just said, this would very much seem to suggest that Grimes would win good guy wins the, the, the battle at the end of the day you know DiRossi doesn't have to do that but i mean it, it's one thing you know for for grimes to be humiliated like that but that, that, there's something something kind of i would i would agree you're not i don't think you're alone in that i think that's something that, that uh, interesting they could do and even even just the, the booking choice itself is not cursing it's a twist we didn't expect uh, just to have that on the table uh and knowing that that, that could happen you know, it is definitely something interesting like that. And win or lose here, I think DJ is saying that he has a hunch that we'll be seeing more Ted DiBiase after takeover. I'd like to see that. I mean, I've enjoyed the work he's been doing kind of as a, a accessory part of the storyline, kind of a, a third player in the storyline here. Um, I, I feel it's likely that Grimes will win. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the most logical direction, but not. I'm not trying to contradict myself. I think, I think it'd be interesting if, if Knight did win. And we and we saw that direction of of DiBiase being uh, the butler there, but I'd I'd be a little surprised if uh, present uh, to me the only natural um, solution would be a, a fourth match between Grimes and Knight and to free DiBiase there. And I don't think that's necessarily the the best direction at this point. This this shoot's already been going on since the build up to take over in your house back in June, so I think it's probably about time you know to wrap this up. And that that would likely mean with Grimes winning, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think this is going to be the last chapter of this, and it should be, I think. Uh, it's kind of been drawn out now for a while. I agree. Well, John, it's that time of the show. Something that you think's been drawn out, but we're still going strong. Index had their wonderful first date tonight, and it was glorious. I, Whenever we see stuff like this, I, I have to say, I just enjoy when we see kind of these these branching storylines. You, know, you, get, you get the vignettes throughout the night. And here we got uh, in, uh, Dexter showing up to the Gargano's house for the first date. This man, a collared shirt, he had flowers. He was looking sharp. I loved it. Uh, it was there for, his, for, for the first date. Johnny Gargano being the, the proud papa or the, the, the protective papa, I should say, 
uh, asking Dexter what his intentions were, saying no funny business. Candice LeRae asking uh, Indy if she had any protection, and Indy said that she's a champion, she doesn't need protection. <laughs> Shawn Michaels tweeted something like, I don't think that's what she meant. Oh, this is this was fun. Then they went to then they, they went to a pizza place. They had pizza. Candy, uh, Indy was was laughing at Dexter's joke. The way he got to hear saying he's so funny. Johnny Organo showed up as a fake waiter with a wig. Candace was uh, across the restaurant spying on them. This was this was fun, man. I, I like this a lot. I thought it was a really fun time. Yeah, uh, I agree. It was definitely the the best part of this they've done in a few weeks, and I thought that. Um, trying to think about what the end result of this is going to be now that it's weird. Like the stipulation was if Johnny won, that this wasn't going to happen and Johnny won, but now it's still a thing anyway. So like, what was the point of Johnny winning in that case? Uh, but this has to end with Dexter talking, right? Like this is the only way this can end, right? Somehow. I, I, I He's going to say like, I love you or something like that. My heart would melt if that happens, John. Like that's, that's what I want. That's what I need here. Like that is... Give it to me, right? John's giving me the hand, like talking to the hand. Well, I, I'm like, you know, like to me, that's the only, you know, uh, uh, satisfying payoff I can think of. Like now that we've got uh, Dexter and Indy together and they're they're going on a date, we're getting stuff like this. Like, where do you go next? You know, I don't, I don't want to see them break up anytime soon. So what else do you do? Yeah, you have them talk. Have them say, have them say I love you. Have them I really go with it. Heck, as we said a couple weeks ago, have an angsty wedding. Like go, go all out with this. I mean, make it fun. Um, I've I, I had fun with this, and I, I'm excited to see happens next. And I, I, it's a small thing, but admittedly, this was kind of a a little relief here. Like when, when we still had this kind of goofy stuff with, with um, Index here, you know, with all these rumors, speculation about NXT, and these. Um, philosophical changes is the fact that we still got this which has been kind of a, a staple of nxt and recent not this specifically as being the, the the comedy and, and stuff like that granted that's not to say that you know the main rosters kind of style doesn't do that either i'm just saying this kind of felt like more of the nxt <laughs> that we that we know and love so that i felt that was a little reassuring that uh you know maybe, maybe some of these changes aren't going to be as as drastic as as, as first believed yeah, I, I, I like this comment from Steven Chambers. He says, watch Dexter as an engagement ring. I can just imagine him, like, without just talking, he just does it, like, boom. No talking <laughs> at all. And then, like... And, and there's still people in the chat, like Luke and, and Mike and other people that that still think that I, I wish it was me in that situation. Um, I'm not jealous of... Uh, of uh, Indy or Dexter or Johnny or Candace or whoever. I just think that the story was played out and I think it has taken a little bit of a turn now to make it at least a little more entertaining. And Michael Ken says, how about Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis ladder match with Index on top? Uh, do you mean like have like Indy like hanging from the roof? Like I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like maybe this does have this might lead into some kind of match between the two again, but I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe the, the, I, I think they could do some kind of fun with the, the classic idea of, you know, the, a man asking the, the woman's father for her hand in marriage here. Uh, if you really want to play it out like that, uh, and then on an NXT or, or even a takeover, not too far down the line, you could do a, you know, if, it, if Dexter wins, he gets to marry Indy, and if not, they've got to break up, something like that. Uh, 
to elaborate about that that ladder match comment, I think it's more he's more meaning like kind of have Indy in a cage and, and like that. We've seen some some stuff like that. Uh, you know, someone in a cage. Or if you want to go, if you want to go WCW with it, have her have it be an indie on a pole match. All of that. That sounds horrible. So maybe they shouldn't do that. Um, but I, I think yet again, this is something they could definitely do uh, a lot of fun stuff with. If it's a wedding, if it's indie in a cage, if it's uh, a wedding on the line, like I was just saying a minute ago, I, I like it a lot. Like to me, this this remains a highlight. Uh, of NXT here. Nanda is saying John is more game than the Godfather. John's not jealous of this. John, John is, is solid in his own life here, folks. John, John's just <laughs> allowed to have his, his a completely, a completely uh, subjective opinion about all this. And with no standing on, on his You know, it, it's funny. This is, this is a good transition because DJ just commented what I was going to ask you. He asked what the significance is of Hit Row burning the, the mask tonight. I was going to ask you, like, isn't burning a mask, especially a Lucha mask, that's that's not good. That's not something not that you want to do. It's not a good look. So, John, you know what this taught me? There is not a, a face group in the storyline, all right? And there doesn't need to be. That's fine. But, like, I just I, – they've been kind of orienting it, like, okay, hit row of the faces. They're cool. They got swag, whatever. Uh, this, no. Like, you, you're burning a lucha mask. Like, if you, even though Legado or the heels, like, that that crosses the line, right? That That's luchador wrestling. That's a, a proud uh, culture and tradition and style uh, and, and yeah, you can say that the Legato like, ripped out um, Sawyer's grill last week. Like, all right, fine, but like, come on, like this is burning a lucha mask, and I, 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 uh, I, I get what they're going, going for. Too far, I guess you would say. Yeah, you know, I, I that doesn't really start with me. And yeah, you know, to, pardon the pun, adds more heat to the storyline. But I, I do think that's a little, uh, a little much there. You know, that it, it's not the best visual, so. Um, <sighs> yeah. I'm not exactly rooting for either group at this point. Although I should say, because of this, because they burn the mouse, now I'm like, all right, Legato, you know, when, when to take over and, and you know, go get, get so, on. Yeah, as of now, we have five matches for takeover. Uh, this is not one of the matches we have. I expect this to be out of next week to be the sixth and final match uh, that we'll see. Uh, but we also obviously got other title matches coming up on. They're they're stacking the card next week. They are take over as well. Tuesday. Title Tuesday for the go home show. We know we'll yeah, see so. we'll see Kushida defend the, uh, the Cruiserweight title against Roderick Strong. I think that's going to be a great match. That's probably going to be the main event. And we're also going to see MSK defend the tag titles against Imperium. We got some uh, you know some brief interactions there. MSK mocking Imperium and. You know, they're a little pretty, like they they hijack their their feed during a promo. So I think that'll be a great match as well. Imperium definitely an underrated team in the tag division there. So fun, um, fun uh, take a go home show for the takeover there. Those little matches, like you know, they they very well could be on a takeover card, but of course, takeover usually does have uh, a relatively smaller card. So why not stack up the card for next week? Try to pop a good rating, even I think both those matches could very well do that. Uh, I like the idea of uh, Radishan winning the title. I, I think that's uh, a good step here. I think he could really use that. But it is worth pointing out: Diamond Mine literally cut in half. Uh, that's what, right? Yeah. Yes. But we I know, did it, no. I know that um, Tyler Russ got released, but I didn't think Hideki did. No, and, no. But uh, the original plan had also called for. 
um, Marina Shafir to the right. right? Yeah, I, I I saw that that uh, narrative going around that half the group got released. I was like, wait a minute, no, that's not true. But no, it is worth pointing out. Now it's uh, Radek Strong, Malcolm Bivens manager, Hideki Suzuki, or um, I forget the name they gave him, but uh, that that's like a borderline trio, more like ma- singles guy, manager, and enforcer. Of, yeah, of this is like the old school. Uh, Biggie, Dolph Ziggler, and AJ, AJ Lee. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'd, I'd like to see Roderick Strong win that. I think that'll be a great match. Um, you know, I, I think that'll be a good go home show for that. Uh, worth pointing out, we also know that will be the other semifinal match for the breakout tournament. It'll be Kamaru Hayes versus Duke Hudson. I would certainly expect to see Kamaru Hayes win that one. Duke Hudson won his, uh, the opening round match there, but I, I don't see him. Going to the finals, I, I think Kamal Hayes definitely has uh, a lot of potential there. Uh, we saw the other semifinal match tonight. Uh, Odyssey Jones defeated Trey Baxter. So at this point, especially, I would say Odyssey Jones is my pick to win the whole thing. Yeah, Odyssey Jones, I think, is an easy shoe-in to win this against Carmelo Hayes, likely. Yeah. So I, I think you know, good for him. I think he could be uh, maybe what they were hoping for with Bronson Reed. I, I don't know. Big guy, good size, good charisma. Uh, not and Brown Street has all that, you know. I don't want to get too far off the rails here, but um, maybe that'll he'll be the maybe, maybe he'll follow a, a similar tra- trajectory because uh, Reed was in the breakout tournament and it took him a while, but he eventually enjoyed a good run on NXT there. So, um, you know, I, I think that he could definitely follow a similar uh, tra- a, similar, a similar run like that. Jimmy Hansen saying, Come out all the way, Boston's finest, I represent there. Um, I mean, I think you know, we talked about it when they first announced it. If you lose the breakout tournament, that's that's not a bad thing. Like you're still getting prominence in the tournament, and guys in the breakout tournament that didn't win it so have still gone on to be featured in NXT. Swerve Scott was in the first one. Joaquin Wild, if I recall correctly, um, a bunch of names there. There's still, I think, even Dexter Loomis. Like a good chunk of the roster here wasn't that. I think Cameron Grimes maybe, maybe even too. So yeah, I, I think regardless of who wins we're going to be seeing a bunch of these guys stick around. So they, they are signed. Like they're, they're going to be sticking around um, on XC or on 205 Live either way. Uh, don't want to uh, ignore the comments really about Gigi Dolan uh, winning in her match tonight. She got a promo. We were talking about in recent weeks that, um, you know, some of the call-ups to the main roster here have definitely, if not depleted the women's uh, division in XC, have definitely kind of, you know, Taking away some of its top names, so of course you need to start building up some some new some new names. So Gigi Dolan had uh, a brief promo there, and she defeated you know kind of a enhancement talent essentially. Not, not much to it. She had a cool finisher. I think she's got a great look in terms of just a distinct personality, and she's got like fiery orange hair, so she, she definitely stands out. Um, I, the the one she's formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. I was uh, sort of going to remember her name for a minute. Uh, definitely a renowned competitor on the on the independent scene. So. Uh, it feels like they're kind of, you know, maybe pushing some chips in with her and trying to see what they got with her uh, as this kind of dark horse, uh, you know, kind of rising up here in the uh, in the women's session. And, and just Stephen Chambers asking about Mandy Rose here. Uh, we didn't see her tonight, but she did tweet. I think they showed it on the screen that she tweeted that um, that you know her her advice is paying off for uh, for for Gigi, and she was managed by JC Jane. So feels like we, we might be seeing them as a some kind of combination there. And lastly, here's a little, not too much to it. Boa defeated Drake Maverick. Tian Shaw kind of spit mist in Drake Maverick's face. So Boa, um, kind of like Bruce Olive's Lee for a number of weeks. Now Boa could be resting up the ranks as well. I could see him 
facing Kushida, Fiori Kushida, with Kushida, uh, and or Roderick Strong kind of maybe becoming a player in the Cruiser division. So, you know, definitely a, a noteworthy, eventful, enjoyable episode of NXT here. John, how would you rate it? Uh, I would probably give tonight a 7.25. 7.25. 7.25. I, I'll go for like 7.3. I, I really okay. enjoyed the, the index stuff. I thought, it was, like I said, what we were talking about it was cool to have NXT UK there. Uh, did we didn't see much from Smojo Karen Cross? We did get a target takeover kind of promo video kind of thing. I enjoyed that. We'll be seeing that on a face face next week. Colin Riley was good. Um, you know, and, and the interaction they had, you know, good stuff. I, I, I don't have too many like negatives to really say. Uh, the only real negative being the kind of that tick on the back of your mind about these, these uh, uncertain times in NXT, but for what the show itself, pretty darn good. Seems like the viewers are agreeing here. Michael Covington with a 7.5. Same thing with a 7. Nestor with a 7.5 as well. Seeing kind of a pattern here. So, uh, Jeremy Hansen with a 7. DJ Cassidy with a 9.5. He enjoyed a lot. Uh, Kim Taylor with an 8. Herman DeCar with an 8 as well. So, pretty darn, pretty darn good episode. Next week will be the TakeOver uh, Go Home Show. With, like uh, As I said, two title matches there. Uh, a uh, the breakout tournament, Sunfire match there as well, and a face to face with Cross and Joe, uh, likely gonna lead to some, some maybe some brawling or shenanigans of some sort. So, and Nando with a 7.5 dog as well. So, seems like that's kind of the, the average, roughly somewhere in the sevens ish. So, good show, not, not, not the best, not bad by any means. It's nice for saying decent. So, I enjoyed it. I think next will be fun, and of course, you have to take over uh, next weekend as well. It's fun stuff. We'll be here to talk about NXT next week here on Tuesday night, of course. You and I, John, will be, will be doing that. We're here every Monday to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. The Dynamite Dudes of Attitude cover all things AEW, and they also do WCW rewritten, talk about fun fantasy booking. And Robert Deeflis and I talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Sometimes Friday, sometimes on Saturdays. We're not quite sure what we're going to do about AEW Rampage quite yet. We will uh, make that decision. And I will, and I, and this is a rare, a rarity for me. I will be at uh, AEW Dynamite and the first ever AEW Rampage both this week in Pittsburgh tomorrow night and Friday night. Colin has frozen I, over, folks. Colin, I am going out of my comfort zone here. Uh, I can only tell you, I mean, I can name most of the guys, but I could not tell you a whole lot of what's going on right now. So uh, I'll tell you what. It's going to be very interesting uh, for you guys to tune into my Twitter tomorrow night because I will be giving some reactions of what I see while I'm there. I'm expecting a hot crowd. I'm probably expecting way more than what I'm going to get because, I mean, this has been the talk of the town, the, the, the king of the crop lately. So I'm expecting like some e extraordinarily amazing show. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what, what I think about it. And who knows, you know, with potentially only a week and a half until I'm, I'm a, a bigger fan because CM Punk might be back. Um, it's going to be interesting for me to get a different, uh, a different perspective of wrestling for once. But like Melly Mel says, we still don't care about AEW. <laughs> John, I saw, I saw your tweet earlier tonight. Like, is it true you've only watched like two episodes of Dynamite? Since I, I, I went to an AEW Dynamite episode in Pittsburgh in 2019. I'm going to an episode tomorrow. Other than that, I have not seen any episode ever. I have not, I have not watched any of it. So on TV, I have never seen any of it uh, besides uh, YouTube highlights of clips of certain main events and stuff. But I haven't actually sat down and watched it. So yeah, we'll uh, 
we'll definitely have to see how that goes. Uh, I'll be back here with Colin on Monday, and then I'll be off to Vegas next week for SummerSlam. So a very busy, busy time coming up here. One thing I wanted to mention uh, that we forgot to mention about NXT tonight is that they did confirm that um, the takeover would be in the in the Capitol Wrestling Center. I have looked uh, at All right, cool. Yeah, so at the very end of the night, Vic Joseph said, uh, here from the Capitol Wrestling Center for NXT TakeOver, what will happen for the United Kingdom Championship? That was a Debbie Downer for some people. Uh, real quick, your thoughts on that, Colin, them staying in the CWC for a very big takeover. I don't want to get too in the weeds here, and this is uh... – you know, a little controversial, but I mean, earlier tonight, Ring of Honor moved, this is maybe a little specific, Ring of Honor moved uh, their Florida show for September out of Florida because of the surge there. And that is indicative to me, or possibly indicative of maybe some of these general trends and patterns where it's concerning the the numbers going up again. Um, You know, for me, I all along here, I was thrilled when when fans came back. I remain thrilled watching Raw, SmackDown, whatever, AEW with fans back. Um, but you know, for me, I, but the fact that NXT hasn't been traveling, hasn't been outside of, of this Capitol Capitol Center, you know, it doesn't necessarily feel like the best time to to be doing that. You know, yes, it's a big takeover. It would be great to have that in front of a live crowd. Let's say in theory in Vegas or whatever. Uh, first Mojo with some of these other fun matches could definitely be great, if, if greater than they already are going to be in front of a, a big, yeah, a good crowd. Like that. Yeah. So um, for me, it's better safe than sorry, you know, and hate to say it, but no curse. Yes, I, I would unfortunately agree. I, oh, sorry. No, I clicked on the wrong comment. <laughs> uh, saying, you know, concerned about how long we'll, we'll have fans back. I don't know. We're not going to speculate about that, but it is concerning. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't know. You know, I don't want, again, don't want to get too far into the weeds, but uh, for, uh, in a nutshell, I think that's probably the right call at this point, especially, you know, see it's been based in Florida. Um, because maybe they're better off kind of staying with it. Again, we've talked about it before, the contained Capital Wrestling Center, fairly small crowd, uh, feels like the, the best thing we're doing right now. Um, and yeah, it's a bummer uh, in the sense that you kind of had thought that, I guess you'll be going back on the road. Now I don't know. Um, but to me, that does, that does not affect my enjoyment of NXT. I think it's still going to be a great takeover. It's still going to be a very fun weekly show. So, you know, that's well, right. You know, that I don't want to, again, don't want to get too far into it. But I, it is disappointing in that sense. But um, I, I, I think it's the right call. What, are you, what do you think about it just before you get out of here? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, especially you're someone that goes to shows all the time. I sit here yeah. from my couch. I, I I can have my own opinions, but you know. I was really hoping that they would at least have it maybe in Orlando with fans or something, just because the the cruiserweight or not the cruiserweight. That's funny. The Capital Wrestling Center crowd can be very unique with who they cheer and boo, and it doesn't really represent the actual NXT universe accurately. I don't think. I mean, this would be like having Raw in Chicago every week. Like, the Chicago crowd just reacts different than everybody else yeah. does. Kind of the same thing here. So, I was hoping they were going to get back on the road. And with this rumblings of the NXT changing their ways, who knows when they actually will go on the road again. Uh, the soonest we would think at this point would be Survivor Series weekend, where maybe they go up to New York or something. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, we'll be here talking about it. 
that we will. And that kind of just puts a nice pin on it to say, you know, begin not to get far in the weeds, but in a very general sense, folks, you know, stay safe out there, right? Making choices, be safe. Uh, it's yet again, a, a scary time uh, with the stuff that's going on right now. So be safe. And no matter what here, every week we'll be doing the one thing we do above all others, you know, no matter if they're fans or not, if they're on the road or not, no matter where next season is going to be, no matter where all those shows are going to be, we'll be right here doing the one thing we do above all others. And John can tell me what that is. Enjoying wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.